But in this hour of the Spirit Drive, I'm glad to be joined in studio with Daniel and Michelle West. Daniel works for the Archdiocese of Atlanta. They're parishioners at St. Catherine of Siena Parish. Daniel works doing uh, marriage and NFP work, as well as other work within the Faith and Formation Office. Daniel and Michelle, thanks for both for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. So I had a chance to meet y'all a few years ago. We went to the same parish. Yep. Mm-hmm. Daniel, you were actually uh, the youth minister when uh, some of my kids, I don't remember which ones, because they, they, I don't know, they keep showing up and leaving, and I don't know. <laughs> but I think it was my, my two oldest were in the youth group uh, out at St. James and McDonough when we lived out on the east side of Atlanta. Atlanta, and you were the the uh, youth minister out there. And Michelle, I know we keep running into each other. I saw you at the Eucharist of Congress this past year as us walking around dazed and confused after doing a lot of recording for the Quest then. And uh, you said hello, and I, I had lost my ability to speak at that point. I'm just saying mumble <laughs> words at that point, but I know that you were speaking with my wife, Jennifer. and and uh, But so glad to have you both, both here. Thank you. How long have you both been in the Atlanta area? So I've been here since basically middle school. My dad was in the Army. Where I'm an army brat, and um, his last station was Fort McPherson hmm. in Atlanta. So I've been here since 12 and basically called it home since then. What about you, Michelle? And I actually am born and raised in Atlanta. So God one of those you. few rare people, yep, that actually are from the area. My family's originally from Ohio, but when they came down, yep, I was born here. So went through school and we met in college. So where'd you go to college? Georgia Tech. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were involved down there? Did you get involved in the Catholic Student Center down in Georgia Tech, or was it just a random happenstance meeting? Uh, I was growing in my faith at that point, yeah. and um, yeah, I was going to Mass, daily Mass at times, and uh, met Michelle, and she was practicing nothing at that point. Right. I was actually an atheist, yeah. and we met in class. Well done, Daniel. Yes. <laughs> you get points for that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you ring a bell for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got a conversion. Yeah. That's, what, that's what they do in heaven whenever right. someone finally right. becomes Catholic. Right. Right. Someone's up there, they got a little bell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, so that, that sounds so familiar because it, I'm a cradle Catholic. You were going to daily masses, so you were doing better in college than I was. <laughs> I, I was a cradle Catholic going to college. Is, well, I'm just going to college. And, and then I met my wife, who wasn't really practicing anything. And then the two of you, how long have you been married then? 15 years. Yeah. So at what point did faith become a part of your life, Michelle? So in college, I hit that point where I was really trying to explore what I believed. When I had been young, I had a desire for faith, and I would go with friends actually to church. But at a certain point, you know, I hit those teenage years, and I was just being so influenced by my friends and the culture that I rejected Christianity. I thought it was antiquated. And it wasn't until college when I had certain negative experiences, really, that my heart was opened again to the idea of pursuing something of the faith and i started that journey and for the first time in many years i said lord if you're there you show me the way because i don't even know how to pray i don't even know what this is about but i feel like there's something missing there's a void in me and i shortly after that met daniel in a class called empirical methods <laughs> we were partners well that's a turn-on course oh, right there yes absolutely so <laughs> i know lots of people who got married when they met in the empirical methods class So, you know, and I think we just, we naturally had on a very human level an attraction. And so then as we started talking to each other and I started asking questions and I remember it was on Ash Wednesday, we were meeting and I said, Hey, you've, you've got something on your forehead. I'm not (laughs) sure what that is. And so he explained, but he was very good about not pushing his faith on me. Cause I think if he had done that, I would have been scared and run away. Mm -hmm. So, um, I started asking him more questions and I would drag him with me to different 
you know, churches, you know, he would always go to mass on Sunday, but then he would come with me because I was really exploring. I wanted to compare, you know, um, the Orthodox church to, I mean, at the time I was even ignorant as to what the difference is between Catholicism and Protestantism. Hmm. So, you know, I, I started praying, I started going to mass. Um, I have to say father Kevin peak was down in Peachtree city at the time. And he was very influential for me because I would hear these amazing homilies and I'm like, there's something different in the Catholic church. And of course, as I realized that this is the place where I can actually receive the body blood of our Lord and savior, uh, I just thought I, I need to pursue this. So I went to, um, Christ the King and started going through the inquiry sessions and then joined RCIA. And I had never even been baptized, so I received all the sacraments that Easter. You got the, the triple header or whatever yes, they call it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's pretty awesome. And so <laughs> yes. were y'all married at that point? Or that Not was yet, before? no. It was before we got married. Yeah. Yeah. And I think once I started that conversion, he knew that this could be something more serious. Mm -hmm. So... Yep, we got engaged and if I could trick her to be Catholic, I could yeah. trick her to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, God has a sense of humor. I feel like because uh, anyone who's gone to tech knows the how stressful it is of a social atmosphere, um, especially between men and women. And um, you know, I was it was my last semester. I had vowed to never. Take uh, date a tech girl, hmm. and God has a sense of humor. Not only did I date one, I married one. Yep. Because it, it just uh, you know finding someone on tech campus back in in the uh, early two thousands. It was hmm. I don't know how it is now the ratio, but it, it's difficult. But um, <laughs> but yep. you know. So now you're working for the Archdiocese of Atlanta, Daniel, and mm -hmm. and what is your role these days, Michelle? So I. Actually, I'm the center coordinator of education for Regina Chaley Academy. It's nice. a two-day hybrid Catholic classical um, education that we offer our students. So I do that as well as teach in the upper school. What do you and teach? I'm, I teach currently. I'm teaching advanced government economics as well as Latin. Uh, and then on the other days, I homeschool my children. So that's mm -hmm. how the hybrid model works. We're there on Mondays and Thursdays, and then we homeschool our kids on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. How many kids y'all have now? So I'm pregnant with number eight. Yay! Yes. <laughs> Due in March. Um, our older ones. <laughs> you, yeah. You've been busy in the years yeah. I was away from Atlanta. <laughs> yes, I was right. like, hey, wait a minute, where'd we those come from? We probably had like three or four, I think, when we were down there. Yeah. yeah. So our oldest is almost 14. Nice. So yeah. And then they're. And, and number eight's on the way. Yes, eight. and number eight's on the do way. Do you know if it's a boy or a girl? You're waiting. Not yet, not yet. We do want to find out, but it's still a little too early. Yeah, yeah, after a while, this is what I always said to people. It's like, yeah, it would be nice to be surprised, but at this point, I need to know if I need to build a new addition. Do we just yep. you know, buy a new uh, a new bunk bed set, or what's going to happen exactly. here? So I, I have uh, good friends actually used to work with a guy out in Denver who he and his wife have been married, I think now, maybe five years and they just had their uh, their sixth and seventh kid. God bless them. Because they had they got married and then they immediately got pregnant with triplets. Wow. And wow. then they unfortunately lost those three triplets. Oh, they wow. they were all three born live and they all wow. died within a few hours. But then within a year they got pregnant with twins. And then while they were in Denver, they had a single one a year later. And then by the time they left Denver, within two years, they got pregnant with another set of twins. And they just had another set of twins. So it's wow, like if they amazing. get pregnant, only wow. one time have they gotten pregnant and it was a single child. And so it's like they, they had the seven live births and then the three that they, they unfortunately lost. So they've, had, they've only been married for five or six years and they've technically have had ten children together. And That's so it's just amazing. like, again, wow. God's blessings. He, sees, he does have a sense of humor in the way that things work out. And so your role in the Office of Faith Formation, Daniel, what's your biggest focus and main thing that you work with? Work with 
My biggest focus is marriage preparation and natural family planning and other major events like the 5060 wedding anniversary mass, which is coming up yeah. um, for Saturday of October. That happens annually. But uh, my month to month, probably most uh, intense uh, aspect of my work is marriage preparation, which Ma- uh, Michelle helps me usually. Um, and um, for anyone who's ever like prayed outside an abortion facility, every month it's um, you get the same kind of feeling, right? It's very intense mm-hmm. because you know a lot of these couples um, are coming to the church. They're seeking uh, something good, right? Um, they, and a lot of them have never really heard the church's teaching, especially the more difficult ones on sexuality. Mm. Um, and so there's, you know, sometimes it's difficult sharing that message, the truth and love. Um, but um, it's always a great joy. It's, it's always a, a kind of a stressful moment to share the fullness of the gospel and it's not always going to be received well. Um, but it's always a joyful moment uh, to do so. So it's a, it's a great blessing. You know, when we're in, in today's day and age, and right now, by the way, we're speaking with Michelle and Daniel West. Daniel works for the Archdiocese of Atlanta and their Faith and Formation Program. Michelle works with Regina Chaley, as well as being a homeschooling mom with an eighth kid on the way. You're listening right now to the AM 1160 Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. Again, 470-508-1160. We still have that challenge issued. If we can get 50 donors during this hour, we'll have a $1,000 match that is thrown out there right now for this hour and this hour alone. If we get 50 donors during this hour, so that gives you the opportunity to call in, whether you have been thinking about giving $5 or 10 or even more, now's the time that you want to do it. Again, the number is 470-508-1160. Having worked with marriage as well it is a challenge to to be able to get people to understand it's not just this romantic idea of getting married but you truly are entering into holy matrimony and so i think that people would be surprised of the the pushback that sometimes happens when people say i don't understand why it's so complicated to get married and why does it take six months or a year to get ready to get married in a church we're ready now why can't we just get married now how do you respond to those kinds of uh, those kinds of questions that's a great question you know uh, the answer is because we're so steeped in a culture that, especially now in our modern times, that is not what God's design for marriage is in so many ways. Mm. Um, and so we have, we come to the church, a lot of us, even myself, um, you know, I'm a cradle Catholic, but I had to grow in my faith a little bit step by step. And each step I had to realize what life is all about, what love truly is, what what marriage is, Um getting married in the church. And so we all have to kind of go through this process. And um, and so especially if you're hearing it for the first time, you know, our, you know, fundamentally in our culture, you know, even the what it means to be married mm-hmm. between a man and a woman is now debatable, right? Um, so even on a fundamental like that, a level like that, it's so different that when you're presented with God's clear teaching, uh, at first, it can be a shock, right? But um, once we start understanding the, you know, what who God is, what love is, uh, the meaning and purpose of marriage, right? Uh, once we understand that, we start seeing how, what a beautiful gift it is. But steeped in a very individualistic me iPhone mm. uh, culture, right? 
Is there an app for marriage certificates yet? Or you can just, you know, good. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Or I don't know where we're getting it. You got you to gotta go through the course yeah. to get the certificate. Yeah, so you, that's the I'm married uh, app. Right, <laughs> right. That's the unmarried app. Um, you know, fast food, I want it now. It's all about me. Um, to understand that marriage is a vocation. It's, it's a, you have to rewire your brain a bit. Um, but in, in that process, you realize the joy that marriage brings. Um, sure. There's, there's a difficulty of breaking the eye down, Mm -hmm. right? And the individualism and uh, relativism, like, you know, to me, this is what marriage means to me. Uh, but once we break that down, there's a great yes to love and life. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to get the couples to come to. Try to understand the big yes to love in life, you know, especially with something as probably the most difficult thing, natural family planning, yeah. right? The, uh, the church is teaching that contraception is an intrinsic evil. Right? Those are powerful words that are in the catechism that um, Paul VI made in Humanae Vitae and that we're still struggling with as a church even. I mean, forget society. I mean, it's the church too. There's many uh, factions in the church that um, want to reject humanae vitae but that's not part of god's plan yeah. right when you understand god's design for sexuality so speaking right now with michelle and daniel west here during the am 1160 quest atlanta family strong spirit drive i'm greg willits 470-508-1160 that's the number you want to call right now to be able to donate and be a part of these last few hours of this fall's uh, family strong spirit drive 470 508 1160 470 508 1160 to get people to understand the church's teachings in regards to holy matrimony it it feels like there's a million other puzzle pieces that have to be put in place before you can even get there. Correct. So people show up and they I want to get married or I want to get married and my parents are insisting that I get married at the church. I haven't been going to church. There seems to be a huge opportunity for evangelization waiting for us here. Yes. How can we use marriage in the church? And yes, yeah, you might have to have a little bit of waiting before you get married. And yes, you might have to go through some sort of marriage prep program. But how do we... I hate to use the term sell it, but how do you sell it as an opportunity for evangelization, Michelle? You seem to be nodding emphatically when I started saying that. <laughs> well, really from our experience, it is frontline evangelization. We get a lot of couples that come in and they have never heard these teachings. And I usually come in and do the topics that are more contentious, right? So I'm talking about why contraception is wrong and how it hurts your marriage. Mm. We also talk about, we try to first give a foundation. So I'm we're not going to just come in and say contraception's wrong, you shouldn't use it because obviously that's going to just turn people away. We want to lead them to that understanding. So the whole day, we actually have in Atlanta divided into a two-day requirement. It used to just be one day, but we didn't really feel like we could cover all the material that they need to hear. Is this in regards to NFP, natural family or their marriage whole prep? marriage preparation program? So the first day they come in, they're going to have the more general stuff that you're going to expect in a marriage preparation program. But when they come to the second day, and that's where I help Daniel, we're going to give them more really the theology. Mm. We want to steep them in our rich traditions and really start in the beginning, start with Genesis and work our way up as to what it means to be a man and a woman, how God has created us and lead them to the final talks of the day is actually when we talk about why contraception hurts your marriage. And then we offer them the solution of the openness to God's call in your marriage mm. and how you can practice natural family planning 
to space your children, you know, but still ultimately it's a discernment with God. It's a process. So that's how we try to take it. But every time that I start talking about these things, I mean, I get the shocked looks. Yeah. Because a lot of these couples, exactly what you're saying, they come in, they've never heard the teachings. Um, a lot of them, it's because the parents or it could be one of them's Catholic and the other one's not. So we'll get questions that they're, this is just totally foreign to them. And you know they're looking at life as, no, we get married so we can enjoy each other, we can take our vacations, have fun. So we really try to break it down and look at what marriage is. And we like to use the analogy of a rose bush to describe to our couples Marriage is not just sexual intimacy. There's actually a lot of different intimacies that are required in marriage. So you need to be cultivating your um, spiritual. That's the foundation. But beyond that, you know, you're going to have suffering in your marriage. There's going to be challenges, and that's kind of like the thorns on a rose bush. But mm-hmm. you still have to come together in those moments because so often nowadays, people enter marriage with one foot out the door. As soon as it gets difficult, they're ready to go. <laughs> so, you know, we want to say, no, 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 this is for life. This it's, is a commitment and a vocation for life. It's a very emphatic, I do. It's not, I do? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So we, t- we uh, offer that. We talk about how there's uh, the other forms of intimacies, intellectual intimacy, recreational intimacy. And so often marriages these days, they focus on the recreational. Well, we have fun together. We like to go to concerts together. We like to travel. And our emphasis, that's great. That's part of it. But you don't want that to become the sole foundation of your marriage. You've got to start with Christ and then have cultivate your best friends. And you really want to have that deep connection with one another and ultimately lift each other up because we want to help each other to heaven. That's our goal. 470-508-1160. Is there an NFP requirement that's separate from the marriage prep requirement? Well, that kind of depends on every pastor. Yeah. Uh, so we're here to support the pastors to give their couples some kind of foundation for understanding what it means to be married in the Catholic Church. And then, uh, and then included in that is an introduction to NFP, uh, why contraception is harmful, why NFP is is not just Catholic contraception, but it's a way to manage, be fruitful and multiply, the yeah. vocation of, of marriage. Um, and so then it's up to the pastor to, to discern, uh, to say if they're going to take a full course. Hmm. I would recommend that every couple take a NF, full NFP course before getting married. Um, you know, we require other information like, uh, you know, any kind of counseling skills like we do in day one of our marriage prep class, uh, I would highly require advocate requiring the knowledge. Uh, it's basically biological knowledge yeah. of natural family planning. You know what's amazing is, so when my wife and I first got married, we were a contracepting couple. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until several years into the, the marriage and after we had our second kid, when we finally had a deacon who was courageous enough to get up and and preach on natural family planning and say here's what the teaching is and why and that's what that was a big missing component of the is the why and we literally i walked out of there and went home and he did the worst thing he possibly could have done during this homily he recommended a website with more information so i immediately went home and looked at the website and then that, that night i remember my wife was fixing dinner and i'm reading the website and i called her from the other room i said honey I think we need to talk. We don't need to talk. We don't need to <laughs> talk. Are fine. But but we started talking about it and started praying about it and it became a huge huge blessing in our lives. And in a way I was almost angry that NFP was never explained the way 
it should have been to me when we were getting married because I remember our marriage prep class. I'm going somewhere with this. Our marriage prep, we actually went to an engaged encounter. So this is 24 years ago in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. And we went to a marriage uh, engaged encounter, whatever it was called back then. Mm-hmm. And they had the talk about what, well, you're supposed to do. Right. But even then, it, even the instructor or the leader kind of it had a wink, wink, nudge, nudge yes. feel to it. That it's like, if you want... If you really want to, but there was a, it, it, we walked away feeling like we had wiggle room. Yes, and even afterwards, when we consulted with a priest a couple years into our marriage, he gave us wiggle room. Yes. And so there's there is a lot of confusion, yes. not just in the world, but even in the church. And so even when I'm looking at the Archdiocese website, and there's a whole bunch of listings of programs and that kind of thing, as a parent now with a young adult who actually wants to get married, how do I know when that? person goes to start preparing what are the things that a parent might want to look for to help their young adult have a good program and have that good nfp have that strong marriage prep what are the components that someone should be looking for great question um well sorry it took me so long to get there no it's a very no. Per- in case you can't tell <laughs> no, this is a very right. personal <laughs> thing for me it's like well as a parent myself and um, our oldest being 13, you know, it's not too far off if she gets married in 10 years or so. Um, it could happen much sooner. This is true. I would say, as the church beautifully teaches us, naturally the biggest influence is you. Mm. Especially not just you as parents, but you as father, as image of God the Father. You are the number one influence in your child's spiritual life. So I think, I think we're on a good foot there, mm. I think. Greg? I don't know. Ask my kids. <laughs> I get a lot of blank stares when I start talking about certain things. Well, I, 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 I would say so, uh, knowing you, what I know about you. Um, but after that, I would say, um, you know, a good mentor couple. That's why our, we're moving towards this model, actually, mm-hmm. witness to love in, in the archdiocese, where it, it combines the best of both worlds. You get a mentor couple that walks with the the, couple, the engaged couple, but uh, they don't have to explain theology. You can leave that to us. Yeah. Um, but it'd be better if they were an NFP practicing couple, um, but we know there were statistics that, you know, that's not likely that the average person that becomes a mentor be, is an NFP practicing couple. Um, so that's why we teach that at the Archdiocesan level. So I would say as a parent, Try to get good mentors besides yourself as uh, for your children, um, and then hope that the archdiocese has a good, <laughs> a good NFP guy like you, yeah. <laughs> Daniel and Michelle West, joining us in studio right now as we are continuing the AM eleven sixty the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. My name is Greg Willets. The phone number to make your contribution right now in these remaining hours is four seven zero. Five zero eight eleven sixty again. That's four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. We're about to listen to a clip from Call to Communion with Dr. David Anders. Dr. David Anders is actually going to be my guest in the next hour, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Call to Communion can be heard Monday through Friday at two p.m. Eastern, right here on the Quest. Take a listen to Call to Communion with Dr. David Anders. Let's go to Paloma now in Cornelius, North Carolina, listening on Sirius XM 130. Paloma is a first-time caller. Hey, Paloma, thank you for calling. What's on your mind today? Hi, thank you for taking my call. 
I'm a Catholic, but um, I have really never dared to ask what's the difference between a Catholic and a Christian. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate the question. So, if you read the Bible, you will see that Jesus does not speak about something called Christianity. It's not a word that he uses, it's not a concept that he uses, and neither do the apostles use this word or this concept. Instead, Jesus talks about something called the church. And uh, like he says to St. Peter in Matthew chapter 16, you are the rock, and on this rock I will build my church. And he tells us what this church is. It's a society governed by the apostles and and their successors, Mm -hmm. and the society has a job. The job is to teach everything he has commanded, to hand on his tradition, and to celebrate the sacraments that he instituted. Do this in memory of me, he says. That's the church. That's the category that Christ is concerned about. He's not concerned about something called Christianity. He's concerned about something called the church. And when you go back and read ancient Christian history, ancient lives of those who followed Christ, this is the language that they use. They're interested in in the Catholic Church, the the this society that is Catholic. Catholic means universal. It's found everywhere throughout the world, united together under the leadership of the bishops and in the celebration of the Eucharist. And that society has continued for 2,000 years, and it continues today, and it's the Catholic Church. And that was the one founded by Jesus. But throughout history, there have been people um, who, who have seen parts of Catholicism that they liked and parts that they didn't like, and they tried to break the parts they liked out from that society and then go off and start their own thing. And uh, they did this in a big way in the 16th century, and they were called Protestants, and they took say, part of the Bible. They didn't take the whole Bible. They took part of the Bible, part of the doctrines of the church, some of the church's practices, and they broke away and they started their own groups. And then people broke away from them and broke away from them and broke away from them, and the next thing you know, there's thousands and thousands of these little splinter groups all over the world, and uh, and they've taken little bits and pieces of the Catholic Church, but they don't have the whole thing. Well, what are you going to call those folks? How do you think about them? Well, they're not really part of the Catholic Church fully, right? Because they don't have the whole thing. But they got little pieces of it, and they, they know about Jesus, and they try to follow them. So we, call, we can speak of them as Christians. Christian means somebody who follows Christ. Uh, but they're not fully Catholic because they don't have the whole business, right? They don't have mm-hmm. everything that Christ handed on, just part of it. Okay. So this is a long answer to a short question. But briefly, we, we could say a Christian is anyone who tries to follow Christ sincerely, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, and a Catholic is a Christian who's got the whole message. Oh, okay. Christians, anybody trying to follow Jesus, you know, roughly speaking, um, and a Catholic is a Christian, but a Christian who has the whole truth about Christ and belongs to the society that he founded. The whole package. He's got the whole package. All right. And that was a clip from Call to Communion with Dr. David Anders. You can hear more from Dr. David Anders Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern here on The Quest. And very excited that he is going to be joining us during our last hours of The Quest's family 
I'm running out of out of the ways I can say this this uh, family strong spirit drive here. Four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty AM eleven sixty. The Quest Atlanta family strong spirit drive. You know, when I was in Denver and I worked for their office, I always used to say I had the the longest title of anyone there. Well, this is the longest title of any spirit drive I've ever done. <laughs> it's the AM eleven sixty. The Quest Atlanta family strong spirit drive. And in, in Denver now, you have you you're, are you the director of the office of of uh, marriage and family life? What is your position at the archdiocese? So I work for uh, Dr. Andy Lichtenwalner. Okay, he's a director, and then there's a uh, several of us associate directors. I get you. So like for youth, for um, like RCA, adult yeah. ed, uh, professional development, senior ministry, these types of things are all we're all under Andy. Uh, so yeah, they they, gave, they, they, they took all those kinds of offices, like what you're talking about, and put them under... So my, my title was the Executive Director of the Office of Evangelization and Family Life Ministries. And by that time, I ran out of time to have a meeting with anyone just, just, just to be able to say what my title was. I'm like, that's it. I can't help you. Yeah. I told you what I do, but that's that, actually, I didn't even tell you what I do. I just told you my really long title. Well, well Daniel, we just got a great donation came in uh, from Ke- Kelly Castleberry of Dunwoody Fertility right. Care. Gave a donation in your honor uh, oh, this hour. Thanks, and so Kelly. thank you so much, Kelly, for doing that. 470-508-1160. If you have someone who you would like to make a donation in honor of, perhaps a priest, perhaps your spouse, perhaps your children, you can do so this hour, 470-508-1160. Again, 470-508-1160. As we're continuing the AM 1160 Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, my name is Greg Willis, speaking right now with Michelle and Daniel West about marriage, about family life, about NFP and all sorts of other great topics. You know, when when we're thinking about the young people in today's world and how are we modeling marriage and, and the conflicts, I imagine, just for you, Daniel, in the last few years with the redefinition attempts of marriage in so many different ways, are you seeing an increase, decrease in, in people desiring the sacrament of holy matrimony? I was just, funny you asked that, uh, I was just looking at the numbers in my office a while ago, like, uh, and I looked at, uh, I think it was the Office of Family Affairs, it was called that 15 years ago, and back then, they used to have 21 pre-Cana workshops with an average of about 40 couples in each workshop. Wow. And we are down- That's a year? Per year? That's per year, 21 okay. per year. So about 80 people per year, 21. And now we're down to 12 workshops a year, and we get uh, 30, to, 30 to 40 people. Hmm. So that's like about 15 to 20 couples. Hmm. So we are way less than half, way less than half of people coming to the church to get married. Um, and yeah, so that's our... Pro- now we do have a little bit more, like... More options like engaged encounter, but I, I was speaking with Dr. Raviel the other day, and she said they used to do one almost one per month of engaged encounter weekends. They are down to uh, f- between four and six per year. Um, so marriage across the board is down. Now you you just brought up someone I haven't spoken to her since we've returned back, but Dr. Kathleen Raviel is she involved with? Uh, directly with your office now or does she just help with uh the engaged encounter weekends she she has she's helping with engaged encounter weekends yeah she's retired from her practice and um regarding nfp instruction uh she does engaged encounter she's one of my favorite people she is just mm-hmm. a, a brilliant yeah. lady who who is so uh 
straightforward and yet pastoral in her approach to the necessity for natural family planning and, and what a good thing it is, even biologically, uh, it, how good it is for couples. And one thing I started to say earlier, it's kind of funny because yeah. now we're day, in a day and age where marriage is kind of, or at least the Catholic viewpoint of marriage is, is looked down upon. But when we're talking about natural family planning, I was just reading that some of the latest versions of the Apple Watch and Apple's operating system, they're starting to build in menstrual trackers mm-hmm. into these things. Yes. And they're not what they would never call it natural family planning. Right. But they are basically the technology is advanced and, and people are really intrigued by by what? By the natural way that God made bodies. Yes. And they don't ever want to call it that. But I think that there is something that, that is happening in the world, that there's an awareness of that we are poisoning the well, literally, and the amount of uh, particularly oral contraceptives and, and those kinds of things. Well, that's the interesting thing. And I do take that angle with the couples because I know a lot of them are going to reject you know, our ideas about natural family planning. But I'll say, look nowadays how we want everything organic. We want natural cleaners. Yeah. We're rejecting all of these chemical things, and yet we're willing to put these oral contraceptives in our bodies that are carcinogenic. You know, and so there is a movement even among more naturally minded individuals who don't have a faith base. They want natural, and so they're wanting to know more about their bodies. And I try to appeal to women about that. This is empowering you to know more about your body because when I was young, I. I was never taught that stuff. It was just, oh, you have a problem? Well, the birth control pill, that's a panacea for everything, you know, and they just want to give that to you. They don't tell you about all of the side effects and the problems are going to come along with that. It's good for preventing zits and pregnancy, apparently. Yeah, exactly, everything. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, we definitely do take that that, uh, point when we're talking about natural family planning, for sure. And when you evangelize, you want to use whatever hook there is, right? The desire for Mm -hmm. natural things. Um, the desire for for something beautiful, yeah. right? Um, at the end of the day, God's plan is the most beautiful thing you, humans can think of. So we try to present the beauty of the teaching. Um, we try to also affirm the couple's desire, right? The desire for each other. God put that there. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that desire is for love and life. Mm. Love is life, and life is love. They're interchangeable. Um, and God, you know, it's the Holy Trinity. Yeah. God love life. Yeah. Yeah. You want this. You're, so, a part of you is seeking this. So we try to hook onto that and build on that and try to show, show also where the counterfeits are, right? Where the devil comes in and tricks us about what true love and life is. Well, I, I hate to interrupt this conversation, but we really have to do some important business here. We got some bell ringing to do. Hey, we, right. we have three <laughs> bell rings that need to happen. We have wow. two brand new founding members of the Quest. Founding right. members, thank you Yay. so much to Robert and Carla and Daisy and Greg. We need we, we, the bell's over on your side. Okay. Start, start ringing the bell there, Michelle. There, there you go. So thank you to Robert and Carla, Daisy and Greg. Ring it again for All Daisy right. and Greg. And we also just got five donors in a row. So one more time for all of that as well. I mean, the the numbers of people. Thank you so much. 
Uh, right now we're looking it's at Michelle. We, we've heard we've heard from <laughs> Susan and Andrew, Daisy and Greg, Robert and Carla, uh, Sandra called in, Danielle, Bernadette, Kelly, Andrew, David. Please keep those calls coming in with your kind pledges of support for Catholic Radio in Atlanta. Four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. Again, four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. As you're listening to AM eleven sixty, the Quest during our Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. Maybe you want to make a donation in honor of someone. Well, now's the time to do it we have just a couple hours left during this spirit drive you can become a part of the quests saint gabriel society and become a monthly donor are we just so desperately need monthly donors they help us to be able to budget ahead of things and you know how that is in a family when you're trying to figure out how much are we going to need for the electricity and how much are we going to need for food and how much are we going to need for gas and other utilities you need to be able to plan ahead and that's what our monthly donors allow us to do our monthly donors who pledge twenty dollars or more per month or make a one-time annual donation of five hundred dollars or more is automatically enrolled in the saint gabriel society and this provides spiritual benefits throughout the whole year including a mass that is celebrated each month for their personal intentions. You could also become a founding member. Founding members, we love you so much. And again, thank you to Robert and Carla, as well as Daisy and Greg for becoming founding members. Founders donate $100 per month or more for three years and make the purchase of this station possible. Now you can do that as a lump sum, you can divide it up annually, but time is running out to become a founder as we will be closing out that program to become a founder in October as we celebrate our first anniversary of the station purchase. And so truly this is a part of your Catholic legacy. You've contributed to the purchase of a metro-wide Atlanta radio station. You're going to be honored for your generosity on a plaque in the studio, and you'll receive a certificate designating you as a founder of AM 1160 The Quest. So make sure you're calling us right now, 470-508-1160. And when we get three callers on the line at a time, each person on the phone will get a $10 gift card to Corda Candles, as well as our studio guests will get a gift card. Wait, but do they do they get the gift card? Because we had five earlier. Is that, right, we'll hook you up with the gift card. <laughs> and so we're looking to uh, have just a few more pledges to be able to ring the bell again during this hour, 470-508-1160. Speaking right now with Michelle and Daniel West. When we're talking about marriage prep and strengthening marriages is also part of it. It's not just about prep, but how, right. do, you, how do you improve and strengthen marriages? Because maybe you're someone like me and we got married and by just by the grace of God were we able to continue growing in our faith through marriage but what about people that got married and then they realized later on oh my goodness what a gift we've been given how how do they retroactively go back and kind of learn what they have in holy matrimony yes yes we have many resources at the at archdiocese that uh, are on the website so for example um uh, I don't know if you know Father Martin Connor legionary Christ oh, sure he um he helps put on this 25-hour marriage getaway um, that uh, the legionnaires do. and um, You just heard collective ears perking up around the metro Atlanta area when you <laughs> said marriage getaway, 25. What, what, what is this? What is this? Yeah, yeah. I, they rent out, uh, I think in Rome, Georgia, there's a, like a wind-shaped retreat center, um, beautiful grounds that uh, has just for couples. Um, I know it's on their website. Uh, and the Legionnaires website. Um, it's also, we promote it on our um, uh, Marriage Today newsletter. 
There's also uh, Marriage Encounter. Actually, we're going on a weekend this weekend. Are Michelle you really? and I. Yep. We are, yes. They have, uh, I think, four to six, I think maybe six weekends a year. Now, who runs the Marriage Encounter? Um, I think the Newlands are are the in charge now also and uh roger and annie borello are very close to um helping me and in putting uh information on um engage a marriage encounter on our website and our newsletter um so i i believe they were on the radio earlier they might have been uh, yeah yeah no. they told me they were and um so i'll plug for marriage encounter that's awesome so you can find more information about marriage preparation as well as other programs to enhance marriage on the Archdiocesan website, archatl.com. Just click on offices up on the top menu, and from there, select formation and discipleship, and you'll find all the information that you want for, for marriage and family life there. For people that are listening that you want to encourage uh, them in particular, maybe they have um, children that maybe may not be heading in the right direction maybe they're living outside of the bonds of marriage uh, in a relationship and that kind of thing what kind of advice would you offer uh, in a couple of minutes for families that are in that situation right now but they desire for holy matrimony in their families well i think the first thing is if if it's a very distressful situation uh, ultimately know that god's in control and so that's the main part the but what you can do for yourself, I always plug in prayer and especially fasting. I think that's something we as Christians generally have to recapture. Uh, the times that I've fasted, uh, especially for my wife, I, there have been tremendous results. Um, you know, as we know biblically, it saved the city of Nineveh from destruction. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little powerful. We know that. Um, and then prayer, of course, constant. You keep and don't don't be discouraged. Hmm. God's in ultimately in control. Like Saint Pio says, Padre Pio, pray, hope, and don't worry. Right? You're doing your part. You're praying. You're fasting, and then ultimately, God's in control. Leave it in His hands. Trust. Well, Daniel and Michelle West, thank you both for being here, for being a part of the Quest's Spirit Drive. It means a great deal to me to know that. There's couples like you doing work to help strengthen marriages, strengthen families in our archdiocese in our metro Atlanta area. So thank you both for being here today. Thank you, thank Greg. You. Thanks for it's having been an us. Honor. The number again, 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, as we are continuing the Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. In the next hour, you have to look forward to Dr. David Anders is going to be joining us. You hear him every day here on the Quest. He is the host of Called to Communion on EWTN Radio, and he'll be joining us to talk about our faith, as well as the importance of Catholic media, Catholic radio in particular. You've been hearing firsthand how important, how life-changing Catholic radio is in the lives of other people. So many people calling in, going online to thequestatlanta.com, making their donations there because they want to see Catholic radio, like the Quest, continue in the metro Atlanta area. Well, it can't continue without your assistance. We only do these spirit drives twice a year where we ask you to help us in this work. We are not supported financially by the Archdiocese of Atlanta, though we are supported with their prayers as well as their support of the work. But the financial resources to do this work, to be on the air, to be on the airwaves and online, it is as a result of your generosity. So if you've given already, thank you so much. And if you're still considering it, 
please don't wait any longer. Give us a call right now at 470-508-1160. I'm Greg Willits. We'll be speaking with Dr. David Anders coming up as we continue the AM 1160, The Quest, Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive.